all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I said happy Christmas. Okay. <laughs> they say that in uh, the UK. Okay. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Also, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, um, happy December or winter or summer, depending on where you are. Happy Mo- everything. Most of all, coming soon after this, happy new year. <laughs> happy goodbye 2020. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at allbadthingspod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> soon, possibly. I was going to say soon, maybe even on, on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> because you have been... You've gone into such a TikTok wormhole. I'm not sure. I'm so obsessed. I'm not sure you're ever getting pulled out of it at this point. You're like me and YouTube. <laughs> Worse, actually. I'm basically the equivalent of a nursing home resident in age on TikTok. Yes. Um, Seeing as how in one video it was proclaimed that the oldest people on TikTok were the people born in the late 90s. <laughs> it was like, the, the who? <laughs> what? Like, I was already uh, old enough to drink in the late 90s. Like, yeah. So what would that make me? Like a septuagenarian on TikTok. <laughs> Basically. You're, you're essentially a corpse on TikTok. Yeah. So. <laughs> 55 to dead. Just yes. like Roger Ailes' uh, target. Uh, oh, demo on. <laughs> yes, on Fox News. <laughs> yes, I have been enjoying TikTok. It's just... It's like TV for ADD. And it's just all this content, and it's quick, and it's funny, and it's fun. I don't... I'm more of a f- funny TikTok consumer versus a... Because there are some people who do, like, inspirational things, or sad things, or scary things. And I'm more of a ha- funny thing person. I think we all need it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a funny um, thing person. A funny thing person. Also, something that's been making me very happy is our gift exchange. Yes. It's been Absolutely. so cool. You and I both received we our did. gift. Yes. Mine came all the way from Hong Kong. I knew who it was because I was the one who had to like notify everybody after I did the random, you know, generator or whatever. Um, so Matthew M from Hong Kong mm-hmm. sent me our, uh, our Australian. Yeah, our Aussie Hong listener resident. in Hong Kong uh, sent me Angry Cat. <laughs> yes. Funnest thing ever. Um, those uh, lucky cats mm-hmm. that you see uh, in well, Asian I, culture with I the one arm. I uh, worked at a P.F. Chang's. So <clears throat> oh, did they there, have There's lucky a cat? lucky cat in every P.F. Chang's. Oh, okay. It's in there somewhere. Didn't know that. Uh, except this cat is angry. It's a little statuette. This cat is angry and flipping, <laughs> flipping off, off with the with the arm. I think, up. <laughs> I think we should for the next year just replace that with lucky cat. Mm. Just... Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, replace Lucky Cat with Angry Cat? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was that was perfect. I absolutely loved it. Um, you also got your I did. gift. Yes, from from Lee, mm-hmm. our resident author. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, resident author uh, uh, Lee Hutch. So others may live. He's also um, in the later stages of publishing his second second novel. book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, also, a college professor. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yet former, another smart person, former fire investigator. That's right, arson investigator, mm-hmm. and firefighter, former firefighter. Yep. But yes. what did he give you? He got me a signed <laughs> puck from Andrei Svechnikov of the cur- of, of the, the hurricane of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. Well, they should know who he is already. <laughs> they will know who he is in the next couple of years. <laughs> That's but anyway, a they, that was a uh, major nailed it. Right? Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Because I, I don't really have memorabilia. I got a little bit. Yeah. But not a... Not like autographed stuff No, much. I've yeah. never really had that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's really it's nice. cool to have an autographed puck because yeah. I've, I've never had one. Yeah. I loved how you were able to tell it pretty much right away who it was, too, who had signed it. Because it had his number, thankfully. Oh, okay. I yeah, because yeah, te- the people's signatures was, aren't... I yeah. can tell it was 37. Okay. <laughs> I, anyway, I'm not positive that that's who it is because it doesn't say anything on the certificate. Well, but But if I'm it's, pretty yeah. sure that's who it is, but it'd be kind of funny if it was somebody else. And <laughs> who I've been... formerly had that number or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Bob Cron or somebody like that. <laughs> I was going to say, who's, who's Bob Cron? But then I know your answer would be exactly. <laughs> no, he's uh, he was an original... Uh, uh, hurricane. Oh, okay. Uh, and he is a scout for them now, I believe. Okay. Actually, yeah, he's the one that found Sebastian Ajo. Mm-hmm. But good, uh, good pick. People have been sending out their gifts. People have been receiving their gifts. So far, everything's been super on point. And, received. Um, my gift is out the door. Yeah, mine too. Mine has a distance to travel. Yes, so yours it may does. take a while. <laughs> mine, mine's going within the United States. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, uh, we, let's see, we've gotten, uh, we, the, uh, recipients have received the cutest little enamel pin ticket to the shit show. Yes. <laughs> for that was 2020. Great. Yes. Um, also a copy of the towering inferno, mm. one of the best disaster movies ever made. And Fantastic. the best acting by a former football player brought and up murder. for murder charges that you'll ever see. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably the only one you'll ever see, but. Mm. It is fantastic. I love the Towering Inferno. I saw it when I first when I was like ten or eleven years old. I just love how the the whole setup is like. There's a whole panel that hasn't been wired yet, and they're all like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> cutting corners. <laughs> it's all about yes. cutting corners. Oh man, how many times has that come up in our podcast? Oh, so. n- not once. <laughs> um, also, thanks to Hannah for pointing out that polystyrene. <laughs> It's yeah, like, that's just what you guys <laughs> what? call it. I never knew that. <laughs> Apparently, people in the UK and in other countries like Australia and stuff just routinely use the word polystyrene. I thought it was a lyric in a Radiohead song just because they're weird. You know, <laughs> I never. Radio- oh yeah. Oh yeah. okay. So I never gave too much thought to what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're kind of weird. He probably needed it for a rhyme. Why not polystyrene? <laughs> well, and people were pointing out that. In, in the U.S., we do that a lot. Apparently, styrofoam is like a trademark name. Like we say sure. Kleenex when we mean a tissue. Right. Um, and Or Coke. In a lot of places, especially in the South, we say Coke when we mean any soda. Mm-hmm. Um, so Band-Aid. Band-Aid, Band-Aid yeah, is an actual right. brand of bandages. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, or plasters, I think they call them in some countries. Oh. They call them Band-Aids, but... But so yeah. so yeah so when we're like what is polystyrene styrofoam <laughs> styrofoam okay we get it <laughs> no we get it now thank you hannah for pointing that you're like do you guys not know what polystyrene no, is? no i have no idea no we're american sorry <laughs> and we're sorry for a lot oh, we're sorry for everything we're sorry <laughs> we're just sorry we just need to grovel the rest of our lives and we might well not the rest of our lives just probably for a little bit though but oh well <laughs> go 
goes back away. <laughs> hey, that wasn't our fault. So this is our Christmas week episode. Um, I think this is actually coming out after Hanukkah will be all done because I know we have some listeners who celebrate Hanukkah. It just started like two days ago, right? A few days ago. I think we're recording this on the 15th. Um, So I think it's going to be over by the, I think, by the time uh, this episode releases. Um, But happy Hanukkah to our friends and listeners who celebrate. Um, Also, if you just don't celebrate any holiday, first off, congratulations, you're smarter than the rest of us. Um, And um, we'll just give a cheery hello and happy everything. Cheerio. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it being our Christmas episode, um, uh, I wanted uh, because typically we do something like a miracle sewed or lighthearted or something to wrap up the year, like for Christmas and New Year's. We're not going out a complete bummer. Um, And this topic, which I'm going to get into how it came up and everything, is possibly one of my favorites that we've done. Because you'll you'll see why. There is such a glee in this for me. So, okay. um, did I give you any hints on this one? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Not that I would have gotten it anyway. <laughs> I did. <clears throat> I did give a little bit of a hint when uh, when we were around your sister and brother in law. Uh, she asked what our topic coming up was, but you were right there, so I couldn't really say. But I did say. That she might find it mildly offensive. Okay. You might see why once I announce that it is. Are you ready for this? Okay, all right. (laughs) I've been building this up so much. This is the story of the many disasters of the Macy's Parade. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. A parade disaster. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Since 1924, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has been a staple of the United States, acting as a sort of unofficial kickoff of the holiday season, meant to be a joyous celebration of the ridiculous capitalist overconsumption that has come to represent Christmas. It has also seen its fair share of disasters, as any large-scale production involving giant balloons and combustible gas. Oh, man. So, main sources for this were Business Insider, Classic New York History, CNN, Companies History, Cracked, The Folding Chair History, GameSpot, History.com, Macy's Thanksgiving, Wiki on Fandom, Mental Floss, MSN, The New York Post, New York Times, Smithsonian Magazine, Wikipedia, and Zephyr Solutions, possibly one of my favorite sources because they're a helium company. Nice. <laughs> and they, I'm sure they're involved somehow. They posted a whole post about the disasters of the Macy's Parade, so... Uh, so, yes, I was looking for something fun and lighthearted to do for our Christmas episode. Got some good miracle sewed topics, but typically they involve casualties. So they're not all like super cheery because mm-hmm. there are also dead people involved. Um, so like soul survivor type stuff, which is kind of how we started the first year of the podcast was the epic descent of Vesna Volovich. Right? Yes. Yep. So um, Beatles fan. Yes, that's right. wow, yeah. you pulled that out. I don't didn't even remember that. Yeah. That was three years ago. Was it really? When we did that? Yeah, our first Christmas wow. episode was three years ago, and oh I'm God. pretty sure that was our first one. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. It's not okay. bonkers. Um, so anyway, I was trying to look for something that was more lighthearted, and our loyal listener, Alex, uh, just like perfect, perfect timing was like, hey, you should cover... All of the disasters at the Macy's Parade. And I looked it up and I was just like, 
Bingo. Nice. It was so perfect. So, Alex, you read my mind. This is perfect. Thank you so much. So, now I also have to disclaim something. At the risk of upsetting people, but then again, I've called Donald Trump fuckface on multiple occasions, so I've, that ship has sailed, right? Um, but I hate parades. That ship has sailed. Yeah, yes, it has. <laughs> uh, so, so here's my my declaration. I hate parades. I fucking I, hate parades. I don't hate them as much as I would just never willingly go to one. Yeah, I have a little more disdain than that. <laughs> I think they're unnecessary, I guess. But but yeah, you're right. I mean, like I I find like, no I, joy I just, in it whatsoever. I remember when uh, my cousin's husband had to work that night and like literally fly out on a red eye to get to New York City the next morning. That's right, because your cousins have been to the Macy's mm-hmm. parade. Your sister and her family have been mm-hmm. to the Macy's parade in person yes. in New York City on the yep. street. The whole thing. Standing there for ten hours. I. No. Nope. No. Like, I'm not. No. The only time I even considered doing that, but it wasn't a parade, it would have been for New Year's Eve. Which no, would, that's, which would a, have been for that's, the... that's, that's, I would rather <laughs> do the Macy's parade than New Year's Eve. All it was going to be New Year's Eve going into 2000, so. This, no, God, yeah. that's worse. People wear fucking adult diapers doing that I guess that they shit. do. Ugh. So gross. <laughs> like, why? But anyway, you could not pay me to go to the... Mm-mm. Like a parade in New York City, you really couldn't. And I get that we're not parents. Ha 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 ha. Let's rub it in a little more. Um, we're very happy about that fact. But and and that maybe there's like some the joy and wonder of childhood. But here's the thing: like for me and my family, we never really did parades either. I think because my parents hated it. They were like, "Well, we don't I, give a shit if you want to." See, go. I was I was in a couple of parades because I was played oh, little league. Uh-huh. So I was in the on the uh, floats sort of thing. No, I was just walking with the Marching, team, yeah. all the teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did that probably I don't know three or four times. I liked that parade. That was fun, but. Once you stop being a child, and then you, especially when you're in adulthood, like a parade for why? I, now I will put a big <laughs> asterisk. Why would I go to that? I will put a big asterisk by the declaration that I hate parades. There is one parade that has my full-hearted. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it is. Absolute. I'm behind it a thousand percent. What do you think it is? I'm guessing it's the gay pride. Of course, pride. A hundred percent. You deserve to fucking march to your heart's content. Enjoy, have fun. Also, it's fabulous. I mean, just fantastic, fan fucking tastic. And it is not a kids' parade. It is for fun, fun, fun adults. Is what a pride parade is. So it, it's fantastic. I shouldn't say it's not for. It's not like there are naked people dancing or anything. But pride is fantastic. So I'm cool with that. But I, I just don't find parades writ large enjoyable at all. Didn't when I was a kid don't as an adult so um i also like it feels like an ode to consumption for consumption's sake it's it kind of commercial it's it kind of commercial yeah well you're carrying <sighs> the the banner for like where i grew up you're carrying the banner for like the uaw or right you know, uh-huh. things like that uh-huh it's promotional yeah so i'll promote a union though it just feels, you don't see that anymore yeah no, well yeah <laughs> they don't but, make the parade anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> It just feels like ick to me. So that so uh, that leads me to my next confession. So I don't. I, I really hate parades. Yeah, I like but, I, like. I, but I do like festivals. There's oh, some, I hate. I can't stand. Fe- you know, yeah. I'm just not a crowd person yeah. in general. Um, so, but a festival, I think, is maybe the closest thing to a parade. But but I do not like parades. But I'll go to a festival. 
Not at this point, probably. You've shown me, like, uh, well, notoriously, you've shown me video footage of, like, Woodstock 99. And I'm like, I was not the there. What the fuck is wrong with all yeah, this? Yeah, I was not there for that. But, <laughs> no. but four of my friends no. were. <laughs> no. No. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of there. Uh, fucking dangerous shit. <laughs> no fucking way in the mud? Some of it. What the fuck? Motherfucker, what the fuck? <laughs> Is not, I don't know. But here's my second confession. Of all the parades in the world, I fucking loathe the Macy's Parade. You couldn't pay me to watch it on television. It's gross. I definitely will not do that. Uh, like, and, and now I know I'm offending a lot of people by saying that, <laughs> including many members of your family who not only have been to the parade, but who love to watch it on television. I see no reason to do that myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a-okay with anyone, everyone else doing what they want to do. That is totally I, I fine. would rather watch anime than a parade on TV. Yeah, same. <laughs> and that's saying a lot for <laughs> us, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, are it's you an okay. anime at all? No. no <laughs> but it's okay for us to have differing, for people to have differing opinions yes, on this. of course. I just want to forewarn that I'm not going to be kind to this institution, and I'm going to have so much fun being mean about it. So, just just your your trigger warned on that. Um, we forgot to plug our beers. Let's, ah, let's do that real quick. What you drinking? I am having Noda out of Charlotte. They uh, still have four packs gorgeous. of uh, gorgeous yeah that's a good one i think that's it my is. favorite yes favorite it's almost po- done oh you can take the last sip <laughs> i'll have to let it in there for you um mine is also from noda this is the purely intentional breakfast stout it it's is pretty very good. good it's like a coffee stout can i try mm-hmm. after you're done mm-hmm. uh, noda's a great brewery we've mm-hmm. been there once just once though i think yes we did go once yeah we need to we, we need, need to get, get back, back to charlotte when vaccines are yes out and about are plentiful <laughs> yes all right back to the story so <laughs> we're going to start with the history of the macy's parade and i first went to the actual official macy's parade site and it was so fucking like flash filled and shit i couldn't navigate it properly <laughs> um so and that just made me hate everything even more so <laughs> let's start with a Let simple the hate flow through you <laughs> What's that from? That's from uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so let's start with a simple Good. question. <laughs> Good. And yeah, I'm the one who interrupts you. Sorry. Per one star reviewers. Yeah, maybe I'll get one now. <laughs> no one has ever said they hate your voice or find you annoying. Have you noticed that? You do I'm have sure a great somebody voice. has. No, you have no? a great voice. You do have no? a great voice. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I was really saying, I'm like, really? Nobody said that? Okay. No, no, it's just me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the annoying one. <laughs> All right, so let's start with a simple question. Who the fuck is Macy and why do they have this fucking parade? Do you know who Macy is? I mean, I didn't know there was a person behind the name, but I mm-hmm. guess that makes sense. But it's a, right. it's a high-end department store. Yes. Is what it's always been. Yeah, I would say like upper middle class yeah. department store, yeah. right? It's not, it's it's not, not Nordstrom. yeah. Not quite a Nordstrom, yeah, definitely not. Although Tiffany's isn't a department store. Well, um, but it's not a dedicated Tiffany's. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's You're the yeah. brand, yeah, yeah. cachet. So Macy's is a department store, U.S.-based department store. The man behind its name, no joke, no tea, no shade, is Roland Hussey 
Macy. Nice. R.H. Macy. Love it. Let me it. show you a picture of Roland Hussey Macy. I have an idea of what he looks like. Okay, Let me picture. see. Yeah, not exactly what I had in mind, but yeah, he looks like a Roland Hussey, Hussey Macy. Macy. He looks a little bit like Colonel Sanders, but younger no, and more no. bald. And no, he kind of looks like a... a beard. Yeah, I can't quite put a... Anyway, so that's Roland, huh? Roland Hussey like Macy? Yeah, R.H. Macy. So Macy was born in 1822 in Nantucket, Massachusetts, the fourth of six children born into a Quaker family. Uh. Now, despite this religiously sterile-sounding beginning, he became a sailor on a whaling ship at age 15 and ended up uh, on his ventures as a sailor with a tattoo of a red star. Okay. Uh, which is kind of low-key badass what, with him being a Quaker-turned-sailor. Uh, and also, what is the Macy's brand symbol? That's the star. A red star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where that came from. At 22, he got married to Louisa Houghton, and they had three kids. At some point, he and his brother Charles headed west and ended up in California during the gold rush, where they opened up a dry goods store, which ended up failing and shuttering. Then he headed back to New England, where he opened four dry goods stores, all of which also failed. Hmm. <laughs> so, not the best track record. Uh, it's hard to determine at this juncture if he was just a shitty businessman or if he was playing out the classic American like perseverance tale of capitalism, especially as a white male. He ended up opening yet another dry goods store called R.H. Macy Dry Goods in New York City in 1858, just a few years before the outbreak of the Civil War. The store was located at the intersection of 6th Avenue and 14th Street, considerably farther north of other similar stores in the city at the time. So here is the original R.H. Macy. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Shawls, cloaks... Uh, mantilla, mantillas, mantillas, mantillas uh, silks, velvets, merinos, laces, embroideries, and hosiery. A lot of fabric, mm-hmm. textiles, right? Yeah, very textile heavy. So this time, Macy's endeavor took and the business continued to grow. One of the catalysts for the store's success was the first of many firsts the brands would accomplish, the first woman promoted to an executive position in retail. Interesting. Uh, th- uh, this woman was Margaret Getchell. And this is Margaret. She was young. And she looks young. She's very pretty, too. Yeah, she looks like she's, uh, 20. I think, I think that's probably pretty close. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I get into her age at some point here, and I think. Anyway, she implemented some of the now common, but then revolutionary practices Macy's engaged in. For one thing, so way back in the day... Retail like this day, retailers would often barter for goods sure. and negotiate goods. Yeah. But Margaret had a revolutionary idea to implement the policy of a non-negotiable cash-only system, hmm. which is all that retailers do now, yeah. like traditional retailers anyway. So this is the first time it happened? Yeah, she, she set crazy. the industry standard. Isn't, wow. that, isn't that wild? And it's really hard to... Can you imagine like going to a store today Just with a, something... Up. Well, I it would have been great nine months ago showing up to any store with like a with like a pallet of toilet paper. You could, <laughs> what you can could, we get? You, you out could have bought a Ferrari, yeah. right? <laughs> Seriously, or a house, basically. <laughs> Welcome to capitalism, friends. 
Uh, but no, having to bring things with you to trade in yeah, order to get something like, else. I picture like pelts from all the fur traders <laughs> yes. or whatever. It's probably with a lot of wood. Yeah. Yeah. Raw materials, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. They were also one of the first brands to allow returns and refunds, which is something we kind of take for granted, mm-hmm. but somebody was the first to do it, and it was basically Macy's, like on a larger scale, you know. Margaret was also responsible for diversifying the products the store sold from primarily textiles to all sorts of products, essentially creating the idea of a department store. She instituted the idea of printed store ads that Mm. actively advertised the prices, and that was all new. She implemented the first soda fountain in a store. And Macy's also became the first retail store to get a liquor license and even served alcohol on site. There you go. Yeah. Margaret was also responsible for the idea of decorating the front windows of the store with elaborate Christmas displays during the holidays, starting a new trend and basically inventing the concept of window shopping. Um, Just so we're going to move on from Margaret, but just to quickly wrap up her very sad story. She died in 1880 at 38 years old. Wow. From uh, heart failure and ovarian inflammation. Mm. None of that sounds nice. So Macy took on a couple of partners in 1875. He died of kidney disease in 1877. Thanks to capitalism, however, a business can long outlive its original owner and outlive old Roland Hussey it did. So, in 1902, the flagship New York Macy's moved uptown to the famed Herald Square at 34th Street and Broadway. And here, easy picture of that location. Lots of pictures this time. Wow. Pretty huge, isn't it? Especially for Mm -hmm. the turn of the century, turn of the previous century. The move was really a boon to the brand, and Macy's itself continued to shape the future of the modern major department store. It continued to expand its Herald store location, gobbling up buildings around it. And by 1918, the brand was seeing $36 million a year in annual sales, which is roughly $670 million today, over half a billion in sales. Wow. Four years later... With one location. Well, or I couldn't quite determine, oh, okay. but at the very least, they were not a big franchise at that point. Sure. Uh, they did become a franchise after that. But four years later, Macy's finally went public and started opening stores all over the country, acquiring other retail brands and driving out competitors of all sizes. They, they were part of the whole, like... Um, they were like the original Walmart then. Yes, <laughs> superstores starting to push out the little guys, right? In 1924, the company had completed its Herald Square expansion and was unveiled, fully renovated as the world's largest store with over 1 million square feet of retail space. That's just ridiculous. I know. (laughs) I know. Holy Christ. Yeah. At this time? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... It's a super... It's the first, like, megastore, right? Yeah. Superstore. And it can really only exist in a place like New York City or mm-hmm. Chicago or something, some place where there's millions of people. You need the population to support it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 1924 was also the year the first parade took place. So probably unsurprisingly, I found some conflicting reports of why they held the first Thanksgiving parade. One source said that it was a group of employees who were immigrants from other countries who wanted to show their patriotism. 
And that's cute. Good move. Uh, but that was only one account, and that sounded very charitable. Yeah. <clears throat> the other accounts say it was promotion. <laughs> that seems a whole lot more plausible to me. Uh, regardless, Macy's was not the first store to throw a holiday parade. Four years earlier, Gimbel Brothers Department Store in Philadelphia had a parade on Thanksgiving for the exact same reason. Kicking off the Christmas shopping season, hyping up, like, come shop at our stores to, for holiday gifts. This is basically where ho- holiday overconsumerism started. <laughs> it is with these department stores. Uh, Macy's... Yeah, adver- that's true, because yeah. it had to... It had to start somewhere. It did. Mm-hmm. It's not like there was a Black Friday going on in, uh, you know, 1749. No. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the... Um, it's literally like a consumer-driven, yes. made-up thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if you read, uh, famously, like, if you read, like, the Little House on the Prairie books, they would get an orange and a penny. Yeah, something like, like for that. Christmas. Or, like, somebody was... <laughs> somebody carved out, like, a little wooden horse right? out of a tree. It was not Out of a tree that had presents. been dead for, like, five months and it <laughs> crumbles apart, but they have to love it anyway. Cause it's Here's a locust carcass, because yeah. <laughs> there was a oh. whole bunch of them this year. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> uh, so Macy's advertised, <laughs> what are you thinking of? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Macy's advertised its parade in newspapers, promising, quote, a marathon of mirth, end quote. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure to take that as a threat or like, is, that, is that a threat? Do, 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 I, do I want there to be? <laughs> do I really want a marathon of mirth? The parade was held at 9 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, November 27th, 1924, with a six-mile-long path. It wow. is much shorter these days, just to clarify. Oh, I actually, I would have <clears throat> thought you would have said it's, like, much longer today. Oh, no, I think it's more, more like two miles oh, now okay. at, at most. Uh, so it was a six-mile-long path from Harlem to the flagship store in Herald Square. Sure. Now, just to clarify, the path was six miles long, not the procession. The pro- oh, like okay. the actual group of people was only two blocks in length. Gotcha. This parade was was really more of a processional, and not with the floats and the clowns and the characters and stuff. Or, or no, 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 sorry, <laughs> never mind. Ignore that. Not yet with the floats and balloons that would become a trademark moving forward. There were people dressed up like nursery rhyme characters, clowns, cowboys, and other characters the kids would either find chant- enchanting or terrifying. Here's <laughs> or some <both>. examples. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it looks like 1924. It does. That's pretty funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, they also made animals uh, from the Central Park Zoo take the six-mile hike. So, hello, animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah, right. At the end of the parade was Santa on his sleigh. Now, real quick, interesting side fact. Macy's is the store credited with starting the trend of the department store Santa. I was just going to ask that, but now no need. I found the best, best picture. I want you to describe it. <laughs> it's okay. disturbing. Let me see. Is that, uh, who are those people? It's nobody famous. It's just that, okay. that's Santa. Right. But what do you notice that's a little weird about this picture? Maybe that there's two grown men sitting on his lap? Oh, or, I couldn't uh, tell that. Oh. Yeah. Or they're at least not, on the arms kinda, of his chair. Yeah. One is a CBS radio man. You can tell because he's interviewing him. The other is an older gentleman holding a, but they're, why are they talking to Santa? They're not children. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's very weird. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because they never got the chance to as children. Maybe. I'm trying to make up for it. They're just playing it out. (laughs) So when Santa reached the store at Herald Square, 
He climbed a ladder. Literally, this guy who played Santa climbed a ladder to the roof of the store. What? Yes. And you so saw how tall that like, store is. It was is. at least six stories tall. It was a tall store. A tall yeah. store, yes. What? Where he blew into a trumpet. Oh, God. <laughs> which signaled the unveiling of the Macy's Christmas window display, which included fully functioning marionettes on a theme of the fair frolics of Wondertown. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I wrote. What the fuck even? (laughs) That sounds like a Frank Zappa album. (laughs) 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 Much less something that was uh, made for consumerism in 1924. Is that that what year we're in? Yes. 1924. uh Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, yeah, I think they took the fairy tale part a little too far. (laughs) Fair fair frolics of Wondertown. What the fuck even? Or Christmas. Wondertown. (laughs) Whatever. So that first parade had drawn 10,000 spectators and ended up being a really good advertising ploy for Macy's. Yeah, because now they're all headed to Macy's. They're all all being led there. (laughs) Yeah, by Santa (laughs) climbing a ladder on the roof. Uh, so it Come could... sit on my lap, old man. <laughs> Interview me on the for the for the radio. <laughs> uh, so so the parade very quickly became the annual tradition we all know and love or loathe. <laughs> the next couple of years, or all of the above. Yes, possibly. You can feel all those emotions That's about true. the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That is true. <laughs> the next couple of years, the parade continued to feature live animals. But then the animals started or continued to cause some very practical problems. So first off, animals walking six miles may need to relieve themselves. And anyone unfortunate enough to walk behind them in the procession may have to dodge some literal shit. (laughs) Second... These are like lions and tigers and wild animals. Oh, you're talking... Oh, I thought you meant like a bunch of horses. kittens or something. No. (laughs) Kittens would be fun, though. Kittens would be very fun. (laughs) A lot of people, I'd get involved in that parade. No, no, not like horses. We're talking like zoo animals. (laughs) It's a terrible idea. There's like a tiger on a leash somewhere? Yes. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Oh. Wow, that's really dumb. I know, right? <laughs> so these wa- these are wild fucking animals being made to walk for miles, which some were not thrilled about. So they would growl and roar and scare the children along the parade route. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for this reason, they had... <laughs> you, you've been warned. Yes. They had to get imaginative about what to do instead of torturing animals. And they landed on more elaborate floats and giant balloons. That's better. So if you're not going to feature the real thing, do giant rubber ones. So in 1920... That's that's (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. They used their first huge balloon, Felix the Cat. Oh, nice. Let me show you Felix, I know Felix. the Cat in 1927. Not personally, but that's, that's, that's pretty good for 1927 balloonmanship or whatever it's called. Balloonsmanship. Balloonsmanship. It's not bad. No, the balloon was designed by puppeteer and theatrical designer Anthony Frederick Sarg. 
Initially, Felix and the other balloons the early on weren't filled with helium to make them float, just with oxygen. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't and they sound were, good either. They were basically like lugged down the street yeah. by Macy's by employees. A big balloon filled with oxygen by a bunch of guys smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesse Pinkman, you can't do that. No. Ah. Back to the records. Yep. Chewing and scratching the records again. Uh, so they actually had to, if you look at this picture, you can see those are sticks they're using, yeah, not, that's... not ties, not right. like string. Cause they're having to prop it up because it's not helium. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, like. And that's also why they're having to drag it. Yes. Lug it down the street. Right. Um, and those are Macy's employees. <laughs> yeah, of course to, they are. Having to carry them. So that must've been super fun. Uh, these first balloons also weren't like even half the size of the huge ones you see today, even though they definitely were big. So most were made out of rubberized silk produced by Goodyear. Uh, they grew, They quickly grew with balloons as long as 60 feet or 18 meters and eventually became filled with helium so they could fly higher above the crowds. And then I have a little cue, terrifying photo. Let me show you oh. the terrifying photo. Oh, here, sorry, here's Felix the cat um, in another year. Um, this is the That looks terrifying. worse than the first year. <laughs> this is the terrifying photo. <laughs> what, what do you see there? <laughs> well, I see what's supposed to be Pinocchio. With, a, with, with his, uh, obviously he's been telling a lot of lies, but yes. it, it looks like a giant dick coming off of his face. <laughs> It's the problem. <laughs> the problem is is that it's just a terrible idea. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it, it is not good. It is not. It is not good. Yeah, we definitely we're, we're putting that one on. Uh, yes, on, the, <laughs> on, on our the social, social media. You stay. You can chew the paper if you want to. Just, distract just not you. the records. Yes. He's, he... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you, we can let you out, but you can't do that. Okay. Stop scratching. Jeez. Okay. Uh, for a number of years, <clears throat> once they were done with the parade, the workers would cut the ties of the balloons and let them float up into the atmosphere. <laughs> Not safe yeah, either. No. Especially considering. <laughs> Especially like once they snap that last cord and get like, hey, were there any planes in the area? <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, Just God. you wait. Remember, this is a disaster podcast. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, not only are these giant balloons being let up, but also it's terrible for the environment. Like everybody knows that by now. People still do balloon releases, but it's a terrible idea. They also offered cash rewards to anyone who could recover and return these balloons. (laughs) Um, since what goes up must come down. Eventually, during World War II, rubber became scarce, so they started deflating and storing and reusing them. And for another reason that we'll shortly see, the parade did not take place in 1942, 43, or 44 because of the war. Sure. Uh, So the store donated old floats to be used as rubber in the war effort to the reported tune of 650 pounds of rubber that they donated. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. The parade made a comeback in 1945 where it was televised for the first time, so just after the war. It saw a huge boom in 1947 when it was featured heavily in the film Miracle on 31st Street. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh my goodness. And... We need to let this, kid, this cat out. <laughs> this cat out. <clears throat> Come on. Get that out. Darn cat. Get out. Get out. Get out, you. Get out. No, that's not the that's way not... out. 
this is what the people tune in for. <laughs> Which cat will speak up? Which cat will get kicked out? Which cat will get yelled at? Okay. Both of them. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> All right. So are we ready <laughs> to settle into yes. the disaster? Yes. I think the audience is ready for that as well. Probably. <laughs> so let's talk about when things go very wrong mm. at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And we're going to cover these disasters pretty much chronologically. And I still have three pages left, so that should give you there some idea. <laughs> it's almost like we're going to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, because, we're, <laughs> because we're going chronologically, let's start with the very first victim of the parade, the original Felix the Cat Balloon. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, geez, I wonder what happens. Now, there's some controversy regarding this incident. The first is year is which year this tragedy occurred, and it may have been the year he debuted in 1927, but some sources indicate it was 1931, a few years later. Some sources say it happened along the route. Others say it happened when they cut him loose at the end of the parade. Based on the facts of it i'd say it's it's most likely that it happened in 1931 after they cut him loose like the the that the biggest consensus seemed to be that way anyway what happened was they let felix loose right <laughs> cut the ties let him roam free born free you know uh he got caught on some overhead telephone lines and promptly <laughs> caught on fire yeah. <laughs> i get the fire part right it's like, and geez, a, a big object filled with oxygen. I wonder what could possibly no, happen with, to it. No, with uh, helium. Or, oh, yeah. uh, by helium mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem uh, that anyone besides Felix was hurt in the incident. I think my favorite media line from this comes from CNN. Uh, so, quote, this is a, obviously a retrospective. Sure. This wasn't written at the time, but, quote, like a pie-eyed feline Icarus... Dear Felix flew too close to the sun and popped. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the writing on this reminds me so much of uh, the Mary Tyler Moore episode, Chuckles Bites the Dust, where the clown dressed up like, oh, come on. It's a very (laughs) famous show uh, episode. uh, Their clown at the newsroom or their, their radio or their TV station dressed up as a peanut and went, marching in a parade and an elephant tried to crack him and crushed him to death (laughs) and so all of the um the subsequent like mourning is also colored by the fact that he died so absurdly so people can't decide whether they're gonna cry or laugh about it anyway it's just it's just this like dear felix too too close to the sun and popped (laughs) it's just funny to me anyway that same year less spectacularly another balloon hit an electric sign and was torn in half. That character was apparently called the Terrible Turk. And the only reference I could find um, as to what that might have been is there was a Turkish wrestler from the late 19th century named Yusuf Ismail who went by that name. It was like his wrestling name. Sure. Which just kind of shows the long history of janky shit that the Macy's Parade has done with their characters. But anyway. And the history continues to this day. Now, I am not I am not going to talk about every balloon that got destroyed because I kid you not, it's at least two or three a year. Really? So, Is it? Yes. Okay. There are incidents okay, guess, with multiple balloons every year. I guess that's not surprising. Year. Nope, not at all. So I'm, I'm going to gloss over a lot of the much smaller, like, balloon only <laughs> incidents you know for the most part 
Uh, early on in the parade's history, cats seemed to be the unlucky disaster targets, and in the future, as we'll find out. In 1932, the victim was known as Tom Cat. Now, I looked up the character of Tom Cat, and what first popped up is Tom from Tom and Jerry, sure. uh, whose full name is apparently Thomas Jasper Cat Sr. Did not know that, <laughs> but know. there's that's I a thing. Didn't know he had a full name. But his origins are in 1940, so obviously it wasn't him. The fandom Macy's Parade wiki talked about an original character created by the Macy's Parade called Tom the Cat, but he's, they said it debuted in 1933, so it may or may not be this one, but this is what Tom the Cat looked like. <laughs> 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 it look like, looks like... Uh... It looks, deranged yeah well i was gonna say it looks scarier than like an actual tiger mm-hmm. it looks like if the cheshire cat from alice in wonderland were like a meth addict i don't know <laughs> i like that or on lsd on lsd yes. and meth at the same time possibly if, if you were a cartoon cat this yes. is what you would look like yes maybe the guy that designed him was on well he wouldn't have been on lsd that wasn't invented yet he would have been, he could have been on meth though <laughs> yes so regardless, whatever hideous and terror-inducing <laughs> yes. appearance this 60-foot or 18-meter-tall tomcat had, it was the victim. I want to see this thing in a video game. <laughs> it was like a boss character. Tomcat was the victim of an overzealous pilot. So speaking of planes, remember I told you we'd get to that. A 22-year-old woman was taking a flying lesson over Jamaica, Queens, she spotted Tomcat after it had been let go and decided it would be a great idea to try to recover the balloon for the reward money. Why? In a plane in the air. <laughs> now, one might go, might rightly ask, how would one go about retrieving a giant balloon from the air whilst flying a plane? Well, this lady had the idea that she could do it by flying the plane into <laughs> the balloon to, like, catch it on the plane. Um, of course, this is a bad idea. She reportedly told her instructor, quote, I think I'll have a piece of the neck, end quote. Clearly, this woman was not mentally stable, in my opinion. She literally hurled the plane toward the balloon, and the left wing caught on the balloon. Now, predictably, (laughs) this caused a problem for the plane, which then plummeted five thousand feet towards the ground uh fortunately for all involved the instructor was able to take control of the plane from this crazy woman and saved their lives although tomcat did not fare so well as he was chopped up by the propeller my god (laughs) this made macy's have to issue a statement that they would no longer be issuing rewards to aviators who thought that flying into the balloons to collect them for the reward money was a good idea. And this is also when they initially reevaluated the idea of letting balloons go free in the first place. <laughs> like, uh, maybe that's not you the know, best way. You know, did we think this all the way through? No. So in, <laughs> in the rest of the 1930s and 40s, There were plenty of other little balloon snafus, mostly of the got snagged on something and deflated fry. That's that's the most common, absolutely. In 
1941, the unlucky victim was a Santa Claus balloon. Oh, oh, <laughs> Santa oh, Claus no. died. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is canceled this year, kids. Yeah. Uh, just just like a couple of weeks before the, or a week or <laughs> yeah. two before the but going, bombing. But going uh, to the Pearl store Harbor. anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's okay, kids. Santa's still alive. He's in there somewhere. He's in your hearts. <laughs> Moving into the 50s, in 1955, a creepy Lego-like spaceman, I mean, this is the Cold War era, right, lost an arm before the parade <laughs> even started. One of the main... I kind of like that better. <laughs> <laughs> One of the main... Oh, so many limbs get dismembered, I tell you. Uh, one of the mainstays of the first part of the 50s was a very creepy Mighty Mouse. And... I can't I, wait this, to see this one. I don't even know how this is a mouse. What is that? <laughs> what is that? I'm not sure. It looks it like, like it a looks balding like, Superman. I was just gonna say it looks like a yeah, like a balding forty year old guy. If in a Olive Oil and costume. Superman had a baby, it would be this mighty mouse. Abomination thing. looking thing. God knows what that is. So in nineteen <laughs> <laughs> I know. In 1956, the parade was unusually windy. This is going to be a recurring theme, spoiler alert. Sure. So, now we are talking New York in late November, and you're bound to run into some weather issues. With winds reaching speeds up to 45 miles per hour, or 72 kilometers per hour, it was hard to keep Mighty Mouse under control. (laughs) He eventually crashed into something, presumably not people, although I couldn't find out exactly what the obstacle was. And started to deflate, essentially dying on live TV. Mighty Mouse deflated on TV. He was retired from the parade because I guess they just couldn't explain to children why Mighty Mouse died. And then resurrected. Yeah, didn't get to that part of his... uh, Confusion. Didn't get through his origin story yet. They're like, damn, we have to create this on the fly? Like, we just can't. We're not that smart. (laughs) Of course, the irony was that it was Mighty Mouse, a superhero, who perished. (laughs) That general theme would repeat again in 1958 when Popeye's arm with his signature (laughs) bicep was punctured, causing him to be removed from the parade lineup. Uh, Also, the previous year, rain had accumulated in Popeye's cap, and when his handlers took a sharp turn, the water poured out onto parade goers. Oh, yeah. The decade ended with the aforementioned Spaceman getting his head accidentally deflated. <laughs> the 60s... Spaceman, you come. Oh, yeah. Spaceman, you come. <laughs> I'll open your eyes. You're now colorblind. Racial. <laughs> Please watch the British office. Oh, I started rewatching it again because it's, it's a perennial classic. Perennial classic. All right. The 60s and 70s continued with the more mundane balloon malfunctions, including in 1964 when Bullwinkle the moose nearly charged <laughs> the was, crowd was, because of wind. It's because, it's because he's Canadian. <laughs> but get it? He was a moose and he charged the crowd. Yeah. Anyway. Because he was Canadian. He was in, he was in New York City. <laughs> 1971 saw the worst winds yet, with most balloons being completely grounded due to severe wind and rain, an unprecedented precedented event. In 1972, uh, Donald Duck got his wing amputated, <laughs> and Mickey Mouse's ear was ripped. In the same fight? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> In 
1975, uh, the parade saw a number of casualties, including <laughs> astronaut Snoopy, underdog Smokey Bear, the Sinclair oil dinosaur. There's a fossil fuel joke in there somewhere. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Do you like that? (laughs) Yes. Sinclair oil dinosaur. Yes, I know. Fossil fuel. (laughs) Uh, I'm really glad I wasn't drinking something when you said that. Oh, and also um, the Weeble. Who who wobble, but they won't fall down. Do you know what a Weeble is? Because I do now. Did you never play with Weebles? So... I'd appreciate you stayed out of my personal business. <laughs> <laughs> so I only I they are before my time. I think they're probably before your time. They're like my mom's generation. And that's the only reason I know what weebles are, because I played with like <laughs> the weebles that my grandparents had. Anyway, they're these little like egg-shaped dolls like they they have little faces painted on them and stuff but they're weighted in the bottom so like you can bat them around and they'll like eventually right themselves so it's the their tagline was weebles wobble but they won't fall down (laughs) (laughs) did you not know that i I should show you some like vintage commercials i'm not sure if i can handle them at this point (laughs) You should have seen your face when you said that to me. Like, you were so happy to, to know the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> they ever bring those back, I'm, I'm sending them the, like this. <laughs> we will swallow, but they won't fall down. <laughs> I got you to, uh, to laugh cry twice in a row. Oh, God. Two separate things. <laughs> I made you laugh cry last night too about yes, something. Yes, you did. You're getting soft on me. I guess so. You're you're, you're an easy target now. Yes. <laughs> Punctures were the most common injury to the balloons, to be clear, and uh, and uh, that those complications continued throughout the 70s and into the 80s. Now I will say, so the the Macy's Parade uh, fandom wiki has some amazing descriptions of these uh, incidents, right? For example, in 1984, according to the fandom wiki, quote, Woody Woodpecker got snagged by a tree but was free and didn't get damaged. (laughs) You know, just like these weird random sentences about, speaking as though they're people, (laughs) these are just balloons. Anyway, things took a more dramatic turn in the 80s and early 90s for one of the parade's most long-standing balloons and one of the world's most beloved frogs, Kermit the. Uh-oh. He made his debut in the parade in 1977, your birth year, but ran into his first problem in 1985. Bad weather was back again, this time in heavy rains. The rain knocked Kermit into the side of an apartment building, <laughs> which gashed his sum- his stomach eviscerating and deflating him. (laughs) That same year, superhero limbs took another hit when Superman's arm was deflated by a tree, prompting the broadcaster announcing him, there's video of this, it's great, to say, quote, the man of steel himself, 
the slightly injured Superman. All right, so it's not steel. Okay. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Kermit saw his second tragedy in 1987 when he was the next to suffer amputation by tree. The worst for him, though, was in 1991. Instead of his belly, this time it was his neck that got slashed, (laughs) causing his head to hang as though dead or decapitated. As the frog was being jauntily led down the street by balloon handlers in green jumpsuits. It it looks like he got shot. Yes! Like like people are dragging him off. We haven't even gotten gotten to the money shot yet. Oh my god, it's coming. That's what she said. Given this history over the first 70 years or so, it's pretty staggering that the first real actual injuries to humans uh, during the course of the parade as a result of the balloon wasn't until 1993. So, so far it's just been balloons and one very scared pilot and instructor. Um, Well, that caused the incident in the first place. Yes, you're right, you're right. So, So in 1993, that was the debut year of a new character. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, nice. Uh, Winds kicked up yet again in that year's parade, wreaking havoc with several balloons, but worst of all, poor Sonic. He crashed into a lamppost, (laughs) causing minor injuries to a 10-year-old girl and an off-duty police officer. Another woman was overwhelmed by the fumes of helium as a result. All three were treated on site and didn't need to be hospitalized. Very good. All right. Now I'm going to need you to steal yourself here because because we're going to get into my favorite disaster. Okay. All right. In 1997, in what might penult- be the penultimate ridiculous story of this entire sad, sorry excuse of an event, the NYPD would have an, a chance to avenge their off-duty officer's injury by the balloons. So there's video footage of this, and I so recommend watching it, because you really start to get a sense of what a horrible idea it is to fly giant helium balloons through narrow New York City streets with thousands (laughs) and thousands of people lined up on the sidewalk. (sighs) So they, they struggled with wind in general that year, again. And as Barney... The giant purple dinosaur who loves you, loves me, and we're all a happy family, made his way down the street. His handlers had obviously very hard a hard time keeping him on track as the wind knocked him down from one, like, or just, like, kept swaying him from one side of the street to the other, causing screams to come from the terrified children on the ground who were clearly afraid that Barney might kill them by falling on them. The lines... To the dinosaur snapped, sure. and handlers who could did their best to try to control Barney. This is an actual screen still of people trying to keep Barney down <laughs> by like having to basically fall on each other to help yeah. brace each other. Yep. <clears throat> but the Battle of Barney was lost. A particularly high speed wind gust thrust Barney's side onto a streetlight, ripping 
his side open. <laughs> We're not even there yet. We're not even there uh, yet. I, I, it's, yeah. I'm hoping this goes where I thought it was going to go. Fortunately, despite his reign of terror, Barney didn't <laughs> fall on or hurt anyone. As Barney languished in the wind in his death rattle, the NYPD decided something had to be done. Allegedly out of concerns for public safety, though possibly an act of revenge on Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> the NYPD approached the dying dino and, once the handlers had managed to wrestle him to the ground on his stomach, stabbed him repeatedly in front of thousands of children. <laughs> Oh, the, <laughs> oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> the NYPD oh, stabbed God. Barney in the streets of New York yeah. in front of thousands of children. Yeah, so there were. You can so, see them all. No, it was it was a like if if, if this was the, uh, the Alex Jones like like folks like this is Alex Jones like like this was the first, this was training for the eventual <laughs> civil war that's gonna come on Manhattan. That's what the police are doing in front of these frightened little kids. Oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like an episode of Cops. <laughs> now, admittedly, we have seen the NYPD do so much worse. <laughs> Killing more than balloon dinosaurs. That should probably be like their Twitter profile page. <laughs> Never forget 1997, <laughs> when the NYPD really lost it. Oh, man. Isn't that the best? I've never seen that picture before. <laughs> We're going to watch the video later. I'll show you the whole oh, video. It's oh it's fantastic. It's fan-fucking-tastic. I'm going to have to link to it on our social media. It's so good. Oh, man. Now, somehow... This was not the most traumatizing accident to take place during that year's parade. Did during the police 1997. have to kill Yoda next? <laughs> or Santa! <laughs> that might be the only thing more more traumatizing be to the children than yeah. Barney. <laughs> the most dangerous incident thus far in the parade's history was caused that year by none other than the cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Barney, the 18-foot-tall cat in the hat could not be properly tamed in the high winds, and he also ran into a light post on the edge of Central Park. Except instead of the balloon suffering as a result, the titular cat's titular hat instead knocked a 300-pound section of the light post off and down into the crowd. Four people were injured two of whom had to be taken into the hospital due to head injuries. Sure. One of the two victims, Kathleen Corona, a woman in her 30s, fell into a coma that lasted a month. Wow. She did not die, but she Good. got fucked up. Yeah. Her injury resulted in speech and memory problems. Mm. So not a death, but not good. Not good. Uh, she went on to sue Macy's and the city of New York for $395 million dollars 
you go, Kathleen. Get every fucking cent you can out of those fuckers for doing that shit. The case was settled for an undisclosed sum, though it was described as a multi-million dollar settlement. Sure. In 2001. The overall terror of the 1997 parade, thereafter referred to as the Great Balloon Massacre, resulted in increased numbers of required handlers as well as using vehicles to escort some of the creatures. The maximum lengths, heights, and widths were also reduced, forcing early retirement for some beloved characters, including Bart Simpson, Bugs Bunny, as well as the felonious Cat in the Hat. Ah. The late 90s, we're not, I mean, we're close, but we're still not done. The late 90s and early 2000s saw some minor injuries to balloons, but the next and last for now major incident happened in 2005. The perpetrator this time was the M&M's. Red and yellow brighten the holidays balloon. Do you remember like when they did all those commercials with like the red M&M and the yellow M&M and they would have little adventures I, together I, I and kinda, stuff? Yeah, because yeah. the yellow M&M was like the, the peanut M&M. Right. Yeah, and the Something other one like was that. like like the Joe Pesci kind, and then there was the the it was like all Laurel and Hardy. You mean like the Billy Crystal kind? <laughs> like was that more Billy Crystal? <laughs> Much more Billy Crystal. That was a lot more Billy Crystal. <laughs> Probably like neither of them, but um. So <laughs> our, our cease and desist letters in the mail right now. <laughs> so it was red and yellow, bright in the holidays. But Brighton was maybe a bit of a misnomer as red and yellow M&M veered to, veered into, any guesses? Uh, a lamppost, uh, another street I was going to say right? each other. <laughs> no, they were on the same balloon. <laughs> no, I know. Due to high winds, the shattered light rained glass and debris onto the unwitting spectators below, causing minor <laughs> injuries to two sisters. For some reason, it took this incident and not... The one where the lady was put into the coma right. for parade organized to, uh, organizers to finally change the damn safety precautions. So moving forward, they tightened up protocol on when they could and couldn't fly the balloons based on inclement weather. These measures remain in place, disallowing balloons to fly in heavy rains or winds that exceed 34 miles per hour. Just cancel the whole fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Okay. While other minor incidents took place after 2005 through this year's parade, most did not cause injuries, though the main casualties of the parade during this period have been balloon handlers, several of whom have had to seek treatment for injuries to elbows and knees and such after falling whilst trying to manage these unwieldy balloons. Despite the clear courting of disaster by even deciding to hold the parade in 2020... It, it was indeed held uh, on Thursday, November 26, 2020, and was hosted by NBC anchor Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotb, and Al Roker. But because the entire parade is predicated on huge crowds, which is a very bad idea in the middle of a pandemic, unprecedented changes were required. So the procession was recorded over several days with multiple safety precautions, and it was aired online and on TV as a broadcast-only event with no spectators. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> With no live action timing to contribute to potential casualties, from what I could tell, nothing really happened in terms of balloon injuries. Now, that didn't stop Macy's from committing a very 2020 digital and political faux pas that they were very quickly called out for. So when the performance of the Centennial Steppers of Sorority Xi Phi Beta aired, now, quick background uh zeta phi beta is a uh, like 100 plus i think year old black sorority 
Okay. So for, from like historically black colleges and um, and they are steppers, which is a very specific form of performance, right? <clears throat> well, Macy's enthusiastically tweeted, what's that sound, you ask? Why, it's the diverse dance group. <laughs> Zeta Phi Beta Steppers. Of course, what they meant by diverse is that they were black. They were all black. They weren't diverse. They were all black. They just called them the Steppers. <laughs> that's what I thought they were going to say. Well, they called them a dance group, number one, and that's <clears throat> a big no-no. They were not a dance group. They were st- they were Steppers. Um, and then calling them diverse when they were all black is clearly indicating, well, white's the the default. So, <laughs> you know, anyway... Uh, so they, the brand managed to marginalize an organization from an HBCU of which the vice president elect is an alumna. Oh, really? Yeah. Kamala Harris went to Howard. So, uh, that's right. She did. mm -hmm. Yeah. So of course it's certainly not as physically damaging as putting a woman in a coma or as visually shocking as stabbing Barney. Uh, though given what we've seen this year, we've seen worse. So maybe we've grown a thick enough skin to find these hijinks quaint, which is kind of the whole point of this lighthearted episode. And that, my friends, is the story of the many disasters oh of the Macy's Parade. Thank you, Alex, for that brilliant suggestion. Yes. Love it. Yeah, the, uh, I, I think, not our, uh, not our profile picture, but our background picture. <laughs> I to think be should be <laughs> Barney being stabbed to death on Main Street by the New York City police. Oh my goodness. I I have to show you that video. I don't think it can get any better than the picture, though. (laughs) Well, those are screenshots. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like that. You're just seeing all these cops. Psycho, the the knives raised. Because all you can see is the back of Barney at this point. (laughs) Well, he's on his stomach. He's lying face down, being stabbed. But that they're they're just finishing (laughs) him off. Like, it's it's overkill at this point. There's children all over. Oh my I've been trying to think of a background photo that would beat the dots on the plate, (laughs) which is tough to beat. That's a tough one to beat. I'll always, I'll always like that one. Mm -hmm. But I I think that one might sum up what our podcast is about: stabbing Barney (laughs) on the streets of New York. (laughs) Something that could happen, and it did. Oh, that was that was really that was a really fun episode to research Mm -hmm. because it was just. And I thought of an excellent episode to follow up our Christmas uh, week extravaganza with. Really? You've got yes. one for next for our New Year's Eve? I do now. Excellent! Because I've only just it's not gonna involve started. New- I'm going to throw out this caveat. It's not going to involve New Year's Eve. It's going to involve fine. Christmas. But okay, we're still in the Christmas season. Yes. It still works. Yeah, it'll, st- it'll be in the returns season. Okay. <laughs> Between- I'm, ki- I'm kidding. But yeah, I thought of a really good one during okay. this episode. Excellent! So, so that's, that's so what I we'll can, roll uh, with. It's a famous one, too. Okay, so I can uh, kind of ease back and just get ready for the for our first New Year's, new 2021 episode? Sure. Okay. All right, good deal. Excellent. <laughs> oh. Um, that was a crazy episode. Isn't it wild? But it's not surprising in the, no. in the least. No. No, why like do I, they still do this? Well, it's like initially I was like... Money is the answer. It's like the, the biggest problem for these things is going to be the wind. Because when you're in a city, especially yes. like that, the, on those long avenues, the wind, the wind whips just, through them. Yes, yep. it does. It creates wind tunnels. Yes, it, it does. It literally creates wind tunnels. And this, is, this isn't this is like 
Florida in no. the middle of winter. This no. is New York. This is New York City. Yeah. I mean, it could be 50 degrees. It could be. It could be 20 degrees. Yes. Like, there's no... It could be deluge raining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, um, not exactly predictable weather in New York City in, in late November. I just... It just... I'm just... Why? 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 I mean, no. it's, an ex- it's an excuse to get people together. I, I mean, I kind of see it. No, well, so which it's is, Which is not an excuse that anybody needs for at least the next year. What I really, I think what I really dislike about it is that there's two separate motives, right? So the for the spectators, it's largely like this great, um, oh, family and the joy of Christmas and the wonder of a child's eyes as they watch Marnie get stuck. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like on the one hand <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened today? Like the out like the outcry of the I, I think it was all a foreshadowing. <laughs> that would be, to me, that would be going beyond satire for like a social justice warrior, right. like like well. a bunch of people getting upset because the cops stabbed Barney to death. Well, I will tell you because like uh, the NYPD had a had a nice run of um, image rehabilitation post nine eleven. Uh, that's fucking 20 years ago now, man. And Almost. they are suffering as a result of their own actions. But, um, so yeah. So on the one hand, there's like families and this is a tradition and isn't this so fun and cool and such a, a, a you know, welcoming of the holiday season. <clears throat> and then that's like spectators' um, motivations. On the other side for Macy's, Money, oh, money, cash yeah. money, dollar, yeah. dollar bills, yo, you know, it's, it's, where the it's where the parade ends and where Santa's <clears throat> going to come and hang out for a little while. Blow, uh, he's going to climb a ladder yeah. up to the roof of the building, blow on his trumpet, and everyone has to rush into the building well, and hey, buy shit. I mean, let's face it, this company became iconic for obviously very good mm-hmm. reasons. They, um, they were the first to do all sorts of things. Yes, they were. You know, so... For better or worse, they, have, they were. I mean, what, they're, they're really what... Um, just looking at their structure and how they came up, that's kind of like a model American business. Like, you'd want to start in one city, get really... And then, again, yes, for better or yeah, for worse. you're right. You're right. Um, I did find it really interesting that a woman was behind most of their I did too. revolution. A, a very underappreciated woman, apparently. Also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fuck I mean, yeah. somebody did, well, just for, for issues of perspective, somebody yep. who's thinking like, Hey, like, why don't we just put a price on everything? <laughs> Here's an idea. Let's just only accept cash and not fur pelts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we already have too many. What did I tell you about the fur pelt, Tom? <laughs> such a weakling when it comes to somebody coming in. What did I say? With... What the fuck, Doris? <laughs> yes. Or whatever I said at the, the oh. courtship. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, Don? <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> and you, Jerry. <laughs> always, always trading in the manure. We have enough. We can we can plant a whole forest out back with all the manure you've traded for. I am I am admittedly struggling this holiday season with just the consumerism of it and especially i mean you know and we're doing it too still buying presents well, and stuff while there are people in literal to be, food to be honest lines, this you is know? a time when we we kind of need consumerism for the for the for our horribly broken economy yeah I mean, we do uh-huh. we, we need it 
but we need it to be bottom up, not top down, mm. because there's no such thing as a top down economy. Mm. But anyway, that's a subject for something. Yeah, managed to just bring us down after the lightheartedness <laughs> of a cat in the hat putting a lady in a coma. After the lightheartedness of that and the NYPD stabbing a, a beloved dinosaur to death in front of presumably lots of children. <laughs> We will watch Which that also video. also taught them a lesson, like be afraid of the NYPD. That's fucking right. <laughs> you don't mess with these motherfuckers. They ain't playing. Yeah, they're here to protect Jesus and serve. Jesus Christ. They're here to protect and serve. That's and why stab you stab Barney. That's why you should be scared shitless of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I do think we need to that, put that, that as that our image. background photo. <laughs> I really do. It might be my favorite photo I've ever seen. You know, it's, uh, I will say this, uh, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have to look at it again. Like it's in my mind. In your brain. <laughs> um, so as, <laughs> as we've recorded this, I know that the UK has seen a COVID vaccine rollout start. Yes. The FDA here in the States approved so the Pfizer vaccine and I've started, um, first wave, um, inoculations or vaccinations and um so it is nice that we have a little bit of you know if the holiday uh, season is all about hope we've turned a corner a bit it's it's gonna take a fucking long Mm, time to turn that corner but yes it's it's a start Mm -hmm. um the electoral college also officially cast their votes it is officially 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 over god uh our long national nightmare is different, right? Isn't that, what, isn't yes. that what Stephen Colbert said? Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to... I mean, this this episode is coming out like five days before Christmas or something. If we were closer to Christmas, I'd end with something more cute and hopeful and my little poem or something. <laughs> but whatever. If the we fuck, were close, it's 2020. If we were closer to Christmas, but since we're not, fuck you. <laughs> you will end on sadness. That's all you will think about. No, what we will end on in honor of the of the holiday season and uh, the end of Hanukkah and the eve of Christmas and all that stuff is um, how much joy our listeners are. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, you guys are. Um, probably because there's so few of you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but we aren't a big podcast and we don't and one, post one, huge and, numbers. And one or of anything. the people isn't even a person, it's a cat. <laughs> oh. She is Her Imperial Highness, Anastasia Colleen. Come on now. I, I believe you meant Grand Duchess. Anyway. A Grand Duchess Imperial I've <clears throat> mm, does she has does she have both honorifics? I, I we will have does. to clarify yes. it, the her um, honorifics, but um just uh the our our all of the chatter on our discussion group has been up everybody's yeah. just been sharing but i think the, i think the gift and... exchange has been fun i can't yes. wait till my person gets their gift i know i think they'll have i think they'll enjoy it i know i'm i'm keeping my fingers crossed for mine it's going through the usps to an international destination and there's a, there's a lot of that happening right now. well actually well actually a lot more than would normally be yeah. Gifts getting shit because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, plus the USPS has been gutted and underfunded. Well, it hasn't been gutted. It's just been rearranged. Uh, 
Um, and of course, the whole situation started off very inauspiciously. I underestimated the weight of the package. I had to reprint my postage, and then it got caught in the chute. <laughs> but it is on its way. I got confirmation of that. So, um, and fortunately, I didn't have to wait in the post office line. I just had to like walk in front of a bunch of people, put my package in, and then not be able to open the door again, and then walk away like an asshole. <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs> so that was fun, but no, it's it's uh, you guys are amazing, yes. and we love 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 you. And uh, we, I'm I'm not sure that we would have kept doing this if we didn't have. No. As much engagement as we did, no, right? Because so. it would have worn off. Like our, yeah. our enthusiasm would have worn off. It would have been like it would have been like, hey, we're up to seventy five listeners this week. Like I like I don't think we would have been still doing it. Right. If we didn't hit some sort of uh um success. I, not only listens, it's it for me it's way more engagement. Yeah. Like, you know, who well, That's and, what I'm saying. Like and, if people weren't listening, there'd be no engagement. Mm-hmm. So and the we fact get that the, there is, yeah, is a good and we, sign. And we get that social media is not everybody's thing. Um, but the, the number of people who have just like literally emailed us one time mm-hmm. just saying that they love the pod and being super encouraging. It's so nice. Yes, it is. So, so nice. So <clears throat> whatever the fuck is going on in the world, I really, really hope I don't pray, so I'm not going to pray, but I really hope and wish <laughs> that everybody has as best of the rest of this year is humanly possible. Yes. And as we are marching towards the end of this year, that 2021 will be a massive upswing <laughs> from what everybody has had to deal with this year and that in the years to come, we will all recover together <laughs> from our long international nightmare. Yes, we will. Well, I think I don't think we have much choice but to recover together. Yeah, right? Um, and in the meantime, we will march on towards episode 200. Yes, we will. Or this is 181. We've sat down and recorded 181. No, more than more that, because we have a couple lost episodes. We have a couple, <laughs> and then plus we have some good things and some other yeah, that's right. mini-sodes. Mm-hmm. So, we've done this a lot. Still planning on doing it for the time being. Absolutely. No promises. No, that's not true. <laughs> we have every intention. Well, we've been to. consistent so far. We have been three and a half years almost. Yes, and we thank you all for listening, and we love you all. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Mary, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I hope every I hope everybody has a fantastic holiday season. Yes, likewise. So take us out, Barney. Right. <laughs> so that was the many disasters of the Macy's parade. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We will see you next week and then next year. Yes. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.